Hey, neighbor, this is Merrill Hodge. s Bank is a community bank that truly cares about people. Whether you're a brand new customer or your family has been with s Bank since its start in 1902, the team is ready to exceed your banking expectations. s Bank was ranked number one in customer satisfaction with retail banking in Pennsylvania by J.D. Power. For J.D. Power 2022 award information, visit jdpower.com. Learn how s Bank supports its neighbors at stbank.com today. Member FDIC. It got to the point where it was like, hey, do you want to be serious with this or not? Do you want to have like an actual band? And then we had to boot out our dad and then nobody's around us to sing. So I had to pick that up. Well, last week was a very fun episode, Moxie. How are you feeling this week? <sighs> Physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally. Yes. Now, what are you asking me here? Yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, here's here's something kind of fun. Uh, we're still trying to figure out the format of the show and how, how to start this thing out uh, a little bit. So this might be the last time we do this awkward, random uh, jump into just a random conversation. But I do have something that I want to talk about here real quick. Something that ga- grinds my gears. It, 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 really, uh, it, it really annoys me, Moxie. And this is something that I think we can both get behind. What is it? I hate going to restaurants and ordering onion rings and they bring you i would hate that too that is just my biggest pet peeve man and they bring you onion rings and when you bite into the onion that's the worst you're annoying (laughs) welcome to the club uh when they bring you the onion rings and you bite into it the entire onion comes like you pull it apart and the whole onion comes mm. out of the onion ring. And then you're left with a half cooked onion in one hand and deep fried batter on the other hand. It drives me crazy, Moxie. See, I don't really mind that so much because I like onions. I like fried stuff. If I eat it together or separately, it really doesn't make that much of a difference to me. So now here, here's the thing, though. When you order an onion ring, you want the onion around the fried stuff. And so No, 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 no. You want the fried stuff around the onion. It's the same thing, different different concept, same thing. No, that's not at all the same thing. It's like completely different. If you had an onion ring made of fried stuff surrounded by onion, first of all, it wouldn't even hold together because that doesn't make any sense. But second of all, you wouldn't have this issue because how would you even fry it? Unless it's like a twice fried onion ring, onion ring. That's what we're talking about. In which case, if it were a twice fried onion ring, I mean, I'm, I actually, I could be talked into that. You know, I, I am trying to make a point here. And well, make it better. I'll make it better by kicking you out of the stream. How about that? Uh, so basically, the whole point of this was I went to uh, a restaurant over the weekend that gave me the perfect onion ring an onion ring where you bite into it and the entire it just severs like the the onion doesn't come out of the fried stuff it just it's a it's a perfectly cooked onion ring and so it's a place out in tehachapi um and so my challenge to restaurateurs everywhere restaurateurs restaurateurs yes restaurateurs the musketeers of restaurants uh, 
the chefs out there, the people who cook at restaurants, do a better job at cooking your onion rings. All right. Moxie, it's time for something good. All right, here we go. So this week, something good is a, it comes from an article from a website called Quartz at Work. Um, And this one, especially just, you know, this made my heart really happy this week. The title of this article is 20,000 honeybees took over a tech company's empty office during lockdown. And this made me especially happy. I wasn't able to read the entire article because you have to become a member of this website in order to read it. But okay, real quick, that also grinds my gears when that that does when, you know, and when the headline just grabs your attention and you're like, okay, I can get behind this. And you read it and you make one scroll after like half a paragraph. And it's like to continue reading, you need to pay $17 a year. And you're like, no. Yeah. So. What I get from what little I can read of this article is that this happened in Santa Barbara, California, um, in a three-story headquarters of Invoca, which is an artificial intelligence software company. And the building's been empty since March. Um, And it looks like 20,000 honeybees actually took up residence in this office and were just discovered recently. Um. Ruben, do you think that they were hard at work or just, you know, kind of lazing around? Because I, I think if they were in an office, you know. I, you know, I believe that they were probably just chilling out. I don't think they really yeah. had anything to do, especially since, you know, the supervisor wasn't there. Um, and, yeah. uh, you know, it was I mean, it's, it's like weekend at Bernie's except in the office. Yeah. <laughs> So thankfully, maybe maybe Ferris Bueller's day off. Maybe that's the one I should have gone with. Maybe Ferris Bueller's day off and not weekend at Bernie's. Possibly. So the good news is they were alerted to the the news of the bees when uh, they saw some dead ones and somebody kept coming back. uh, You know, a, a workplace manager. She went back in April, April like a long time ago to check up after a windstorm and um, she found a couple of dead bees and figured that they had just gotten inside. And then she went back a week later, there were more bees and then she didn't see any live ones. So months passed. She keeps seeing the bees near the entrance. She searches the building looking for evidence of a nest and finally gave up in January. And then she called a local company, Super Bee Rescue and Removal. And good news, they were able to remove the bees without killing any of them. And these bees are no longer hard at work in an office. They are now safe in a place where they can be bees. I wonder if bees break into offices to go on vacation. That would be ironic, right? Because like we go to where bees are to go on vacation and then bees go to where we work to not be on vacation. Hmm. Interesting. I think that's a concept that we need to, we need to, we need to work on it a little bit more. I think that we should dress up as bees No. and pretend to work in an office. No. I think we should make that happen. No. If you if you think that this should happen, you need to comment on our most recent Instagram post and tell us that we need to dress up as bees for a YouTube skit. No. Yes, this is happening. Nope. I veto it immediately. Dollar in the jar. <laughs> Dot com. Veto a lot. Dot com. Wow, you're so late on that one. 
Oh my gosh. It's fine. It's Dollar fine. Jar. Dot com. <laughs> so wait. That's or something good. The following is a podcast about life. Apparently. I can't not listen to music. Friendship and tacos. Let me tell you this. Dropping a taco is a national emergency. This is You're My Best Friend. Now here are your hosts, Oxyan and Ruben J. Welcome to You're My Best Friend, a podcast about life, friendship, and tacos. Did I scare you there, Mox? A little bit. <laughs> you were so loud. <laughs> My name is Ruben J. And I'm Moxie Ann. And I am super excited to be coming to you guys live pre-recorded on a podcast on monday morning it's you're my best friend i've been getting really into snl skits lately (laughs) why they're so trash pre-recorded from monday morning it's you're my best friend i want to give a quick shout out to somebody uh who commented uh they they sent me an email and commented on our latest video and uh our, our latest episode where I talked about the fact that there are no good tacos in Fresno. And um, when I was talking about it, I said something along the lines of if you put too much protein, if you put not enough protein or too little protein uh, and realized in the middle of that, that that was uh, the same thing. That was the same thing. Uh, Anyway. So she replied, this is Sabrina. So shout out to Sabrina says, bro, what do you, what do you mean about too much protein? There's not enough fried tofu on your tacos. Uh, so, burn, man. so I don't know what her problem is that she wants to bring up tofu and tacos. Um, <laughs> but I want to give her a shout out and thank her for listening to at least a part of the podcast. Um, and if you would like for us to read one of your comments on our podcast, make sure to leave a comment on any of our posts, any of our video clips, uh, leave a comment on, on Apple Podcasts or YouTube uh, where we will watch it, watch it, we'll read it, and if we like it, we'll read it on the air. Ruben, would you eat a tofu taco? Tofu uh, taco, say that five times fast. Tofu taco, 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 tofu taco. Tofu taco, tofu taco, tofu taco, tofu taco, tofu taco. That wasn't that hard. It, it, it was the post-workout glow at Planet Fitness doesn't just feel great; it feels '80s pump-up jam great. Cause when you got the glow, there is no stopping what you want to do. And now, when you become a PF Black Card member, your glow can be even greater with a free Amazon Halo Fitness Tracker. Get the glow. Get the PF Black Card for zero enrollment and just $24.99 a month. Bring a friend, enjoy massage chairs, and get a free Amazon Halo View. Deal ends November 15th. Subject to taxes, fees, and commitments. See club for details. It's hard for me, okay? <laughs> um, I would consider it. Um, I think that if we can get if we can get 10 people to sign up for any of our tiers over at dollarinthejar.com. In the next 20-ish days, before now and the last day of February, uh, I will I will make a video exclusively for our do- dollarinthejar.com oh. people. <laughs> I, I, I screwed that one up. Uh, <laughs> of me tasting uh, different styles of tofu tacos. I would love that. So head only over- I'm not doing it. No, Mox will do it too. Head over nope. to dollarinthejar.com. Uh, and sign up for any of our tiers. If we can get 10 people to sign up between now and the last day of February, 
Uh, or if we can get three people to sign up for an annual membership of our executive producer uh, credit, I will do it. All right. Well, there you go. You heard it here, folks. Fo- f- <laughs> We're having a rough day, guys. It, it's been it's been a day. It's been a oh, day. Oh man. Um, speaking oh. of dollarinthejar.com, uh, Moxie, why don't you tell people about our Amazon link? Okay, so if you wanted to sign up to help us out by going to dollarinthejar.com, but you don't have any extra cash to spare, you're spending it all on your monthly essentials your personal purchases, things like that. Um, That's okay because we have another way for you to support us. And if you've been a regular listener of the podcast, you will have heard about this one previously. But basically, the way the Amazon partnership link works, you're going to go down to the description link down below and click on the Amazon link. It says like support us by shopping on. I don't know what it says. I wrote it. I don't remember what it says, but you're going to go click it. And what you do basically is you just click that link. And then whenever you buy something on Amazon, click that link to get started and go from there and just buy things as normal. Just make your purchases. What that's going to do is it's going to send us 10% of Whatever it is you're purchasing, it's not going to cost you anything extra. It doesn't cost us anything. Really, it's just taking money away from Jeff Bezos, except Jeff Bezos is stepping down. So, you know, it's another new person to take money away from. Jeff Bezos still owns part of Amazon, though, so it's still taking money away from Jeff Bezos. Perfect. So head on over to our hate? Why do you hate Jeff Bezos? What did he ever do to you? I don't hate Jeff Bezos. Everyone else hates Jeff Bezos. I'm just trying to jump on the bandwagon. But you don't hate anybody. That's what you think. (laughs) So go down to our description. um, Click that Amazon link. And what I did is I actually set it as a bookmark at the top of my Chrome browser. And anytime I need to go to Amazon, I just click that link and I get started. In fact, what I do is I do my research. I figure out what I'm going to buy, add it to the cart. And then I close out the tab, click the Amazon link that I have bookmarked up in the top bar. And then I purchase from there. And that is the best way to make sure that you are supporting the podcast with whatever money you have. I mean, really go buy yourself a nice Valentine's Day gift or something. You deserve like, it, girl. Yeah. Go you. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what's going on here. Hey, so last week's episode was pretty fun. We had some great feedback from it. Um, what did you think of our conversation with Jason Lotman? Other than the fact he spelled his name wrong in all of our documents. I How did I spell it? With one N. Oh. There's two Ns in Lotman. There are? Mm-hmm. I... How do you know this? Uh, I sent him the link with the misspelled name and then saw his name in his messenger. I was like, oh, there's two N's in your last name. He goes, yep. Oh, no. Oh, no. Usually I'm the one who makes that that type of mistake. I don't. I've been friends with Jason for so long. Hold on. I have to I have to verify this. I don't believe this. Oh, my gosh. How did I miss that? (laughs) Holy crap. To be fair, I also missed it, but it wasn't. In, it literally wasn't until it was in my face that I realized, oh, we spelled his name wrong. Yikes! That is awful. Um, I really enjoyed our conversation with Jason last week. It was really fun to listen through, um, and I just loved like the guy is a real, real like 
you think of somebody who hustles, you think of somebody who works their butt off. That's Jason. Um, and not only does he work his butt off, but he figures out how to do it in such a way that's profitable in a way that makes sense in a way that helps other people and that allows other people to have a great time. Um, I loved that conversation. I feel like I learned a lot from it. Um, Ruben, how did you feel about it? I'm just happy that he gave us tickets to the Gatsby party for us and uh, us mm. and a guest. So I'll be taking Brad. And I will also be taking Brad. So does that make this a three-way date? I'm just saying I'm the one with a ring. I mean, he proposed to me too. No, no, he didn't. Yeah, he did. No, no. Yep, I got I got a ring to prove it. Got a ring Practical to prove it. To propose with me to me doesn't count. Wait, what? Practicing to propose to me doesn't count. Uh, well, he also asked me to be his best man. So um, he did not do that either. He also asked me to officiate the wedding. And that is not. He also asked me to be the caterer. Uh, as well as be the head usher. So it's going to be a very busy day for me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, will you also DJ? <laughs> N- no, that's where I cross the line. That's where I, that's where I put my foot down. <laughs> I cross the line and put my foot down. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm super excited for this week's episode. I'm super excited for this week's guest, Moxie. Yes. Uh, oh my gosh. He was so great. It was, it was incredible talking to this guy, and I think you are going to enjoy this conversation with uh, the lead singer of the band Electric Hound. Please welcome to the show. Well, actually, I introduce him after this clip, so just <laughs> keep listening, and you'll find out who's on the show. His name's Ted. He's a good guy. Ted Mosby? I wish. <laughs> is, wait, hold on. Yikes. Anyway, play the clip. Play the clip, producer man. Play the clip. All right, Moxie, how you doing? I am doing. Oh, we're going with the green lights. Yeah. <laughs> the lights change in the middle of a... Uh... Made that decision about two seconds before we turned the camera on. It's, uh, it was an interesting... Uh... You want a different color? No, it doesn't, doesn't matter to me. Just My mood was blue and then it turned to green blue double d double die yeah but apparently i'm green so i'm gonna die oh anyway (laughs) (laughs) so it happens when uh you you change things on me last minute uh moxie i'm super excited for this guest i am too i am too why are you excited uh i'm excited because i really like their new song Mm. um and i'm i'm excited to dive into that uh with him here in just a second but i'm also excited to talk to somebody who is not just uh a musician uh, but also an overall creative. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, this guy is super creative. Uh, our one of our last sets of photos. Uh, this guy actually took for us uh, in the middle of um, of COVID. And well, we're outside, so it doesn't really matter. But uh, super excited! Please welcome the lead singer of the band, the Electric Hounds, Mr. Ted Sendejas. Wow! I, I totally butchered. <laughs> so it. I was like, I was so like prepared you ramped for up it. for it too. Yeah, and then I was like, nope. Nope, I, I abort mission, abort mission. Ted Sendejas. <laughs> yeah, that's me. Ted, how's it going, buddy? <laughs> I'm doing good. How about you guys? We're doing well. We're staying alive. We're staying alive, man. And you know what's, awesome. you know, I'm I'm really excited to have you on the show, man. So welcome to the show. Oh, um, thank you. 
you know, let's start out. I, I, I'm, I'm going to go back. I know we're on here to talk about your new music project, but I do want to talk about your photography as well because okay. you are an incredible photographer. Uh, some of the photos that you you got for us uh, a couple months back are just absolutely incredible, uh, super artistic. So my question, just kind of get this thing, roll, this thing started, is what do you prefer more, photography or music? Uh, right now, I'm more or less uh, focused on music. Uh, photography is just like probably one of my second passions, but right now music is the main one. Just jumping back into it for the the new year, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, it's been a tough year for musicians. <laughs> Just like yeah. having the resources to get everything out. And like, I know live performance was a huge aspect of what you guys did, uh, what you guys have been doing for years. Um, yeah. So I'm really excited to talk with you about what you guys are working on for the new year um, and what you're excited about. <laughs> yeah, um, more or less. Um, it's just been focusing mainly on music, more or less. Um, I don't really know where to, to begin with that sort of stuff, because like everything with the new year, with all COVID still sticking around, it's more or less just up in the air with everything. So we're just trying to do as much as I can, to be honest, just to stay busy and stay as creative as possible. The post-workout glow at Planet Fitness doesn't just feel great. It feels 80s pump-up jam great. Because when you got the glow, there is no stopping what you want to do. And now when you become a PF Black Card member, your glow can be even greater with a free Amazon Halo Fitness Tracker. Get the glow. Get the PF Black Card for zero enrollment in just $24.99 a month. Bring a friend, enjoy massage chairs, and get a free Amazon Halo View. Deal ends November 15th. Subject to taxes, fees, and commitments. See club for details. Yeah. Hey, can I just can I just point out something real quick? Oh no. Sure. I think I think he and I have the same chair. I <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we have the same right. chair. Uh, are you guys chair twinsies? We are. <laughs> we are. And my hair is halfway to the same level that his is. So I'm trying. I'm just trying to be Ted. It's really. I'm just trying to be Ted. But uh, you got to grow it up. <laughs> I did for. I did once, and everyone hated it. So I had to cut it back uh. again. Um, but let's start with the new music, man. Uh, Electric Hounds. You have a new. Uh, a new. Is it an EP technically, or is it just a single? Uh more. I, I guess it's considered an EP since it's two songs. Uh, I. I I figure it's just an EP, more or less, but uh, I guess you can call it an LP EP, but that's what it is, just an, our new debut EP for yeah. these two songs. It's called Dance of the Dogs, um, and yeah. I'm curious, man, because I, I listen to this, and I listen to some of the other stuff, and I hear a lot of ACDC, like, 80s rock in this. Uh, who inspired this, like, other than just yourselves, obviously, but but what what were you listening to when you wrote the song? Oh, uh, that, that's actually pretty funny because um, uh, what, it usually it came from like a, an exercise scale because I'm pretty sure Moxie's familiar with this, like scales. Yeah. But um, it, it it usually breaks down in like a E minor, just a descend, descending scale. But originally it broke it down from um, an old riff from uh, Thin Lizzy. Called, uh, it's somewhere in the Emerald. It's like right there in the chorus, right before the uh, the breakdown of the guitars. It's that descending lit coming back down. So I used to just play it before rehearsals and before live shows all the time. And then more or less, it just stuck in my head and I just played it rehearsal and they're like, hey, stop that. What'd you do? And it, it stuck. And uh, next thing you know, it came out to be a song. That's awesome. That is so cool. I love it when something like when a song just comes out of nowhere. Do you ever feel like songs sometimes write themselves? Yeah, for, for that one. Yeah, because I was just been it's 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 been stuck in my like repertoire for warm ups for like since I started playing. 
So uh, it just came out of nowhere, and it's it pretty much just did write itself. It, 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 well, it was written before I had it, so <laughs> more or less, I just take it from him. Yeah, that sounds like a very very much like the the story behind Sweet Child of Mine, where Slash, you know, that that opening riff was a was oh, a yeah. warm up, you know, what Slash used to play to warm up, and uh, I guess. In, in rehearsal one day they were just kind of doing that and axel started singing uh did i, did I say asshole or axel i don't remember uh, it's same thing. uh it's one of the same one of the same <laughs> um you know so i i really enjoyed this song uh it, it really brought me back to to listening to some of that old classic rock um what do you hope people who download it get 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 out of the song other than just a badass song oh for, on mine uh, yeah yeah um I guess that's pretty much more or less what it's going to be. But I always just write to get people to get out of their headset, just to entertain them for as much as I can. And that's pretty much it for that song. I never really, I never really give away any meanings for what I'm writing when I put that song out. Because for me, when I, you know, when I hear songs, I like to give the songs their own meaning. But if I write something and I give it away right away, then I take that and strip that meaning from them that they could possibly take up. So I really like to just keep that alone on, on that one, really. Yeah. Yeah, it's important. I, I think it's important to allow your audience to kind of get their own emotional connection with the music uh, that you that you put out because I, I feel like that helps give the, the song uh, a different life, you know. And a lot of artists are like that. And also, I, I also like knowing what people were thinking about when they wrote the, the record, too, because I kind of like to compare – like oh I think this song is about this and they're like no it's this is what I wrote it about it's really fun yeah. really fun story what what's your writing technique like how do how do you because you're a bass player for the band mm-hmm. as well um, so you know how do you come up with with the, you know the songs and 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 tell me a little bit more about the, the writing process for you uh, what we'll usually do is I'll usually pick up a riff or uh, our guitar player George will pick up a riff and just start playing and then we'll just kind of like jam along just to see how and get the feel for the vibe of the song. Um, but usually how we work is we like to make songs as big as possible. The big intros, um, if you can really feel it for like the first maybe 10 seconds, then you got a hook right there. Mm -hmm. But from there, we'll usually pick up drums. And then as soon as we start constructing the song, getting the rhythm and, uh, basically the overall structure, we'll write it down, record it. And then from there, I just take it and spend like, whether it be an hour with the lyrics or sometimes it takes a couple weeks and it'll just more or less just create itself from that point because lyrics are pretty pretty much like the hardest part i think in writing the song yeah it can be so difficult like you were saying and i think that there is really a beauty in your technique behind it of letting people like just giving them the song and letting them identify with it in their own way i feel like there aren't a lot of musicians who make that their practice anymore yeah you know yeah go ahead Oh no, it's, it's just because like I see like a lot of musicians and they just like uh, give out the meaning right away. And that's really cool on their own end. But uh, for me, I've always grew up with songs that like I didn't know what they meant at first and I'd have to find a deeper meaning in myself. And then years later when they're like 60, 70, they'll be, oh, that song was about this or uh, this song was about this time in my life. And it completely destroys my freaking reality of what the song was to me. So I usually like to just keep people, give give their own meanings really. Yeah. Yeah. And that I think, especially right now when there's like so much in our environment and our society that's like pushing 
other people's opinions onto other people like that's so important right now for music to be able to find your own meaning in it and to be able to find solace in somebody else's music and what they've created i love your guys' sound and i love that i can listen to it and not like i not in a bad way not that you can't analyze it but <laughs> like because it's musically genius but also i can just listen to it and enjoy it yeah, and that's just the goal is uh, I like to just entertain people with my songs. I, I like to just put on a show, even live well, when we used to play shows, more or less, it would just be to entertain as much as possible. Because if you left them unentertained, then really what's the point of them going out to the show? Yeah. That's always been like a big goal for mine is just to either entertain them with the song and have them connect a memory with it or just give them a, a really, really cool show. That way they could remember, like, oh, remember that band or, hey, did you see that opener or I caught their show for that one. I just like to be that guy that delivers the show and makes it really, really cool. So it can take them out of their head for like their usual day job just to throw me into it. Now, here's here's the thing that I have, uh, an issue that I have with, and I think it's more of an issue now than it ever has been, is, you know, when you allow people to kind of come up with their own concept for what a song is about, and then you have your own personal reason then you bring in somebody else who helps you put together a concept music video <laughs> and yeah. it's a completely third thing. And everyone's just like, what? This has nothing to do with the song. Uh, and I know you guys are working on a music video as well. Um, yeah. What type of music video are you planning on, on releasing? Is it, is it more of a concept uh, you know, video or is it more of like a performance video? Like what, what are, what's your goal with, with your guys' upcoming music video? And I, I just saw you guys were producing recently. Uh, well, more, I, I think we are in the middle of like a rebrand. I, I, I kind of want to give it that name, but it's going to be a performance one. And it's really what I see is capturing the band as a whole. And like what we usually would give in a performance, I want to get that through their music video. Yes. But like, uh, like, like you said, like when you, uh, you see like bands that have like a uh, random music videos, I've just been watching a ton of those all day today. Just like, uh, <laughs> I've heard of a band like post animal and like white reaper and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah those guys have like the coolest music videos I and know. like it's just it's just so crazy i know yeah brad is crazy about uh white reaper they are i've seen some of their stuff it's really cool <laughs> they have amazing hooks i've been that's ever since like we caught them in march somewhere in uh, pomona and that show single-handedly just changed my whole musical lifestyle yeah. right around that yeah I, yeah amazing I, band amazing um well, it's yeah. Before we before we get any further, that was really awkward. Like, I don't know what's up with her. All of a sudden, she's trying to like produce me and try to tell me what to do. I don't like it. It's like uh, I know what I'm doing or something. And then not, <laughs> you just make it awkward. Uh, but before we jump into anything further, uh, it is time for signature question number one. So, Moxie, take it away. All right, Ted. So, signature question number one. It's the first of three. Numero uno. Okay. <laughs> It is the first of tres, and it is probably the easiest, but, you know, we have guests who say different things. So, signature question number one, what is your favorite taco? Oh, it's got to be probably a fish taco, number mm. one, always, hands down. Anywhere in particular uh, or a certain region, because I know, like, for me, if I'm, like, in a mood for, like, a really good fish taco, I got to go down to San Diego. Uh, is there anything yeah. in particular, like, anything that you love, uh, a place that you love a fish, good fish taco from? Uh, not really. It's really kind of hard to find, like, vegan fish tacos, because I myself am, is, am vegan. I don't is vegan. But uh, <laughs> it, it's, it's kind of hard to find, like, good fish-flavored stuff that's, like... Uh, 
that's homemade rather than just like <laughs> uh, cut out of a bag and just thrown onto like a skillet and serves you to that way. Right now, Amazon is offering some amazing extra perks that come with a job offer. If you start a warehouse job, you can get a $1,000 sign-on bonus. That means you start earning a paycheck right away, plus you get extra cash to use before the holidays. Applying is so easy, you don't even need an interview. It's never been so rewarding to start an hourly job that's close to home. So what are you waiting for? To join the team today, visit Amazon.com slash sign-on bonus. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. But yeah. uh, anything that's fish flavored, even like tofu, it's really, really good. I really don't have a preference for places. I like to experiment and just see what tastes good. You know, what I would love to do at some point, um, I saw a video of you and and BB, I think, uh, making some sort of tofu thing. And, and it looked good. It looked good. Whatever you guys made looked really good. I just couldn't, like, I personally cannot come to the... Uh, to the point where I'm eating tofu, like even in miso soup, I'll drink the soup and leave the tofu. Um, but what I kind of animal are you? <laughs> I'm I'm not a, I'm not a vegan. That's you know, and I you I don't per- have to be a vegan to like tofu. <laughs> I I'm not sure about that. But what I was gonna say uh, is, you know, I would love to at some point try some some of this vegan food. Uh, maybe we can make a video out of it or something uh, at some point in the near future when uh, COVID is hopefully under under some sort of control. Well, a place that has really good vegan food. If you're ever in like uh, Huntington Beach, try Vegan Nirvana. They have some of the greatest food Ooh. like ever. That's like summertime food. It's it's perfect when you're by the beach. What is it called? It's called Vegan Nirvana. Vegan Nirvana. What, is that down in Huntington? Yeah. Did you say Huntington? Yeah. Where, yeah. Yeah. I, you know, it's funny is I had a friend who uh, wanted me to try some vegan food, and that's the place that they wanted to go to. We ended up going to uh, a Mexican restaurant nearby there, so uh, I was able to win that one. Um, <laughs> but let's <laughs> let's talk more about about the band uh, Electric Hounds. Go follow them on social media, everybody. Um, how, I'm curious about the name because Electric Hounds, Electric Hound is a great band name. Uh, tell me a little bit more about how the band came together and how you guys picked that name for the band. Well, me and the guys have been playing, well, the guys as in my other two brothers, we've been playing since we first picked up instruments since like 2010, 2000, no, 2006. We've been playing since then, but uh, we just wanted to get more serious with everything. And as time developed, like sometime around 2010, we were playing with our dad and bars and just like stuff with our other band. And then finally, it got to the point where it was like, hey, do you want to be serious with this or not? Do you want to have like an actual band? And then we had to boot out our dad and then nobody's around us to sing. So I had to pick that up. And from there, it's just pretty much, hey, we got a show lined up. We need a, we need a new name. So uh, we happened to catch at the cult uh, in, I think it was on in Hollywood, right there at the House of Blues. Nice. And it, like it, it was one of, one of those shows where it's like, it changes your life and you think the cult's like the greatest band ever. So... We love their electric tour, but then we had like, I think like 13 dogs, 14, 15 dogs at the time. So it was like, hey, let's just, just combine Electric Hound. And that was the only name that didn't have a copyright on it. So we're like, hey, let's just run with it. That's and that really just cool. stuck and it's still our name. <laughs> so you, I need to know more about 
this dynamic with you kicking your dad out of the band. I was going to say, like, usually, I mean, there's always drama within a band, but that really feels like it has potential to be something serious. Yeah, I mean, how are, how are holidays? Uh, I, I need more <laughs> they're, detail. They're always tense ever since that. And when the, <laughs> the anniversary just kicks back in. It's like, he's just, you can see the hate in his eyes. No, but, <laughs> He's very supportive of everything, and it just got to the point where he was just busy with work and everything, and we just really wanted to pursue our musical career and just try to get as far as we can. So it's just stuck with that. That's awesome. And I <laughs> I have no idea of the family dynamic, but it's got to be hard on your mom to have three boys who play in a rock band. <laughs> it has a lot of testosterone just <laughs> surrounding us three. Oh, it probably made getting to band practice a lot easier, though. I, mean, I know that's usually a, a hard, the hard part about having a band is getting to band practice. Yeah, well, that, that, that's usually the main one that I hear about other bands, because obviously I've never played in any other band besides my own. But I, I hear like horror stories of like bands just showing up and the singer doesn't show up or the bass player doesn't show up or the guy shows up drunk or they just can't even find time to rehearse at all because everybody obviously works. But I guess I'm just lo- very lucky at the time just to have and be playing with uh, my two brothers. Yeah. Yeah. Besides, uh, besides that obvious, you know, the ease of being able to rehearse, what are some of the other great things about being in a band with your family? Um, we all know what we're feeling and I guess we all can kind of talk in our brains. Like if there's like a, I don't know if you've had like one of those show weirdos where they just like continue to ramble on or like one of those drunk guys that just continues to talk or it's just giving you like a weird vibe. Like they either want to fight you or just want to just linger around or might steal your stuff. We can kind of just like play off each other just by the look of our eyes or just kind of fill out the vibe. And we, we have like our own hand signals and when to pull each other away from everything. So it's just really cool that we can kind of read each other. That is cool. That's really cool. My uh, my uncle is in a band as well, and they had a secret code when back in the 90s, I think they had a code for whenever there was a fan like talking too long or they needed to get away or it was just too much. One of them would yell to the other guys and go like, hey, Greg, is there a Waffle House nearby? And everybody knew as soon as they said Waffle House, that was the code. <laughs> was yeah. was there ever a Waffle House nearby? For most of our shows, no, it's usually just, hey, like, hey, you want a drink? And then, yeah, let me, let me go grab one. Hey, I'll, I'll be right back. Let me go get some cables from the car. Or, hey, I forgot my mic. Yeah. Or, did you leave this, something on stage? She's like, oh, yeah, I did. You completely forgot about that. Here, let me, let me, I'll be with you later, sir. And I'll just bail off the back door or something. <laughs> so what, what else? Do, I mean, so obviously with COVID, you guys haven't been playing any shows. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm assuming that gave you an opportunity to become more creative. Um, and I'm also assuming, this, I'm just doing a lot of assuming here, but I'm assuming that because of COVID, you've also haven't been doing as many photo shoots as you probably normally would. Um, has that given you the chance to actually get through and like start writing more music? And do you have, you know, the year kind of planned out for music or, or what does that look like for, for the band? Uh, I, I think it looks optimistic more or less, I guess. But uh, since with COVID and everything, it's really kind of hard to tell because, um i started kind of going through everything like around like october and kind of like looking at everything like i, I gotta revamp everything i, I want to start writing i i, I want to get back to how it was like a year ago from october so which is like 2019 2018 and like i was literally in love with music i would do everything i can just to try to 
get to the next show or hey like i gotta buy this amp to make it sound better for people to see but right now i'm i'm really not sure what's coming up for the the future but I, i'd love to crank out more music just because i want to get back to it it's probably one of the best passions and most fulfilling things that I've, I could ever do because literally when people just buy our shirts, it's one of the coolest things to see is um, them wearing your shirt. It's, 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 it's super cool because they go out and they reach out on a limb, they purchase your stuff, they support you, and they post their picture of that they don't have to do. And yeah. it's just super cool just to be in, like, just to entertain people. Yeah. Well, let's let's do question numero dos while we uh, apparently play with the lights some more. <laughs> uh, okay, all right, Ted. Signature question numero dos is a little bit trickier, okay. so if you need to take a second to answer this one, that's okay. Okay. All right. Shoot. Signature question number two: If you had a life quote, what would it be? And again, take all the time you need. <laughs> life quote. Is that like from like a, like a, a movie or just like just uh, just to say anything? Whatever, whatever, like kind of gets you through the day or motivates you or like if you're starting a project or something, you know, just it could, it could be a, you know, something from an, an author or a movie, whatever, whatever gets you through the day. We've gotten or like funny ones, serious ones, inspirational, like Bible verses, uh, stuff like that. Like we've gotten so many different kinds of life quotes. And honestly, people say like usually just whatever first pops into their head I, I think the well the first thing that popped in my head when you guys said like uh give a quote is like the, the one that i've been just living by really is have you guys familiar with the movie airplane a little bit well i, I it's the um it's a scene in there and he's just like it's a like, good luck we're all counting on you and just <laughs> that's pretty much it <laughs> that's perfect <laughs> that is actually a really good one you know uh especially in a band uh a band environment you know we're all all counting on you <laughs> yeah it's, it's just I, I just see it more or less on my end uh because i gotta create it's, it's just i gotta create as much as i can and it feels like everybody's counting on it so it's just more or less an entertainment industry sort of thing it's been hard this year and i feel like especially everyone you know like everyone's at home everybody is looking for new things new content to consume that's a weird yeah. way to put it but like it's a perfect way to put it yeah i it's mean it's insider way to putting it everybody's looking for new things to listen to new things to watch new things to read and simultaneously like all the industries are shut down and everybody's depressed and so i mean i know for myself like there are there, i feel like there's two sides of people there are the people who took the time the extra time that they had during quarantine Drew and Jonathan Scott here to tell you that American Family Insurance wants to protect your dreams. So whether you're at home singing in the shower, every note, or prefer singing your heart out in the car like Drew, cruising, you can save up to 23% when you bundle your home and auto insurance with American Family Insurance. Get a quote or find an agent at amfam.com. Insure carefully, dream fearlessly. Visit amfam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. To create and to write and to make new music and things like that. And then there are the people who were, like, it affected them and it hit them so hard that they weren't even able to do anything. Like, the most that they could manage to do is just get through their day. Um, and I kind of felt like I was in the second category, but it seems like you guys have been just like continuously pushing through that 
uh, how easy it is to get depressed. Like you guys have just been pushing through that and making more and being there for the fans and for the people who need music to listen to. Yeah. There's like so much out there, but I, I got to say that I'm probably, I was probably in the second category too, probably when COVID first hit and then pretty much everything stripped away from you. Cause we, we had like so many bands that we wanted to go see and there's so many things I wanted to do and all that's pretty much just taken from you. Yeah. But I, I guess like, I just, I don't want to say I kind of got tired of sitting around, but I got tired of sitting around and I, I wanted to get back to what I was doing because like, you can't just like sit there and do nothing. I wanted to always just create as much as I can, regardless if it's photos or videos or music or just playing. I just, I guess I'm naturally creative that way, but I just wanted to do something. And that if that's entertaining, that's the way I got to go. Yeah. Now, is there something that like maybe in the last year, uh, that you learned about yourself through the process of being forced to not go out and do what you love to do, uh, that you, that you, you know, you'll look back at maybe in 10 years and be like, Oh man, I'm like that year sucked, but I'm kind of glad I went through that. Cause I learned this thing about me. Is there anything like that, that, that you can share with us? Uh, I think I learned, I'm really kind of driven more or less on what I want to do. If I, if I see something or if I want to get something, I got to do it. I can't just sit around and do nothing. Like I really have to forcefully get what I want out of, out of my creative brain, I guess. But, uh, I'm really glad I found that out this past year because if I would have just continued doing what I was doing normally, it wouldn't have been healthy for me. So I guess I learned actually a lot about myself during this past year. And it's really, really cool because I got to um, get really back into music, like a completely brand new drive into it. And I found a lot of new passions that I like to do and follow through with. Anything that you are comfortable sharing with us, that you, you like a new passion of yours that you found that you, you'd like to share? Well, I, I picked up photography uh, not too long ago. So you guys were probably actually one of my first people that I worked with. Wow. But I would, I really wouldn't work with people because I, it's kind of weird and funny that like you're a musician, but you're like you're kind of terrified of people. But <laughs> amen. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it, it's it's such a weird thing because you can you can talk and you could sing in front of a a crowd, but when you're on one on ones, it's it's kind of really nerve wracking because. It feels like more or less they judge you or you're kind of one-on-one, -on -one, so there's really no escape. You're not entertaining. They're really kind of focused on what you, you can do. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. It's so interesting. Like, I feel for myself personally, singing is so much easier than talking. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a public speaker at all. I, I, I can't do that. I stutter way too much. Even like right now, I, I know you guys, but I still trip over my words just because it's like a video call. And talking to two people is a lot harder than like me singing and belting out chords just for like a a lyric in a song. Yeah, it's it's funny though because I you know I've been doing this for forever, and I I, I feel the same way. Like I I would much rather go up in front of you know a thousand people and talk for ten minutes than have a one on one conversation with somebody I've never met before. Um, although I don't get, and I don't know if Moxie would agree with this, but I feel like, you know, I, I, I tell people like, listen, I like talking to people if there's a lot of people when it's one-on-one, -on -one, it's intimidating for me because I, one, I never know when to stop talking. Um, <laughs> but, but two, it's like, it, there's, there's this different dynamic when it is one-on-one -on -one because I think you're more vulnerable. Um, yeah, that's and the thing. you know, when there's a crowd of people, 
the likelihood of them catching you off guard is very unlikely because there's dozens or hundreds of people or thousands of people there. Uh, and, and if somebody in the back shouts, you know, play an altar bridge song, you're probably not going to hear them, you know, yeah. but when hopefully, yeah, hopefully, uh, but when <laughs> the loudest man in the world, right? <laughs> but when it's one-on-one, they come up to you and they go, why didn't you play an altar bridge song? And you're like, okay, Oh, I don't even know how to answer this question. Hold on. What's going on? Who are you? Uh, am I, am I how did you get in my house? <laughs> <laughs> I've been asking the same question every day. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. I, I definitely, I had an interesting uh, introduction into society. <laughs> this is a weird way to talk. Where are you going with this? I don't know. I Okay, Ted, I was homeschooled, so I didn't get much social interaction before I started a band. And the way hmm. I learned to interact with people is like, hey, thank you so much for coming to the show. Wow, it's so great to see you again. I'm going to go wrap some cables. Bye. And so I wasn't like I wasn't able to really talk to people or figure out how to do that outside of just like a very shallow conversation. It's hard to communicate with people and to connect with people at shows, you know? Yeah. It's, it's just because like when you're in front of a crowd, I guess it's like kind of talking to a wall because when those lights are on, they're mainly focused at you. So you only see the lights and you see the shadows, but when it's one-on-one, I don't know how to talk to people. Like, uh, like I put on a, a good sort of like face and know how to, like work my way through it and feel it very enthusiastic to keep them interested. But like really on, on my end, I'm, I'm still kind of nervous because I guess I have like that social anxiety, I guess when it comes to talking to people. So even when I first started in a band, like I didn't really know how to sing or how to get there in front of people. So it's just, here's what I see other bands do. Let me just copy what they do and hope for the best. And so far it's worked out pretty well, but yeah <laughs> it seems like it <laughs> it's it's interesting to it's interesting for me to see uh how everyone kind of interacts with different people and i feel i feel like especially after shows um and i think the more prominent of a of a public figure you are the more uh this becomes an issue and i feel like there's i, I feel like part of the anxiety comes with you don't know what that person's expectation is Exactly. You know? Yeah. I, I, it's their expectation of what they want you to be, but exactly. hopefully that you fulfill it rather than I don't want to let them down. Yeah. And, and I think part of it too is like, so, you know, for me, whenever I approach somebody after a show, uh, usually it's more of a like, Hey, great job. Would love to talk to you at some point about coming on a podcast. You know, how can I support your music? And, and that's, you know, usually how it is. But th- if there's a super fan, they're going to want to talk to you and know your favorite color and this, this and that. And you're just like, dude, I just got off stage. I'm, I'm hungry, tired, thirsty, you know, like I'll take a picture with you. Like let's say hi and then like move on to the next. So it's interesting. And I feel kind of bad for musicians in particular, because I feel like the expectation to make everybody's night is so much higher for musicians than it is for somebody like me. Cause I, I just, nobody cares about me. <laughs> I don't think so that much. That was really sad. (laughs) I mean, nobody cares about podcasters is what I'm saying. You know, like, like there isn't really an expectation. Well, I guess there's a certain level of like, they know your conversation style. So they they can tell if you're not really having a genuine conversation with them or not. But, um, you know, this is a good time for us to jump into question number three. Or number two? Number three. Number three. Number three. Moxie, take it away. Wow, that was just amazing. (laughs) Hey, we're a little rusty right now. 
That's okay. Yeah. As long as you're Ted, are you okay with us? Are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Awesome. Go for it. Awesome. <laughs> Ted's like, no, he's like, no, I don't like you guys anymore. Please, <laughs> please stop calling me. Where's the off button? <laughs> I, you know, dude, I've been asking myself that same question. I was literally going to say, I've been asking that question for years. <laughs> <laughs> I never know when to stop, man. <sighs> okay. Signature question. Number three. Can you have more than one best friend outside of your significant other and family? Oh, uh, I think so. I, I think that would work in the, in the right circumstances because you probably have like, uh, I guess you had like work best friends and then like your actual best friends and then like your colleagues and, uh, bands and other people that you hang with. I, I guess that would sort of fall in that category. Yeah, I guess you could have multiple best friends, but really you always just have one. See, now he's hedging his bet. He's hedging his bet now. So cuz I don't I don't really know where that landed. I want to I want to go with what he said, which is yes. But then he said at the end you really only have one best friend. <laughs> really who does it really usually fall on? Because like who like who do you tell all your major problems to? Do you just tell different people or do you just tell anybody? Or just you tell that one person. That's true. This is this is the whole debate. This is honestly, we've been having this debate, and I feel like I'm I was finally getting some some like traction the last season, and now we're kind of a. Mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino was America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Back to square one. Well, okay. Because that's a, that's a great dis, uh, distinct, distinction. Distinctor. Distinctifier. Yeah. Words. Um, I tell my problems and like everyday things and funny stuff. And I talk to multiple people on a daily basis and I don't have just like the one person who I share things with Ruben. What about you? Um, no, I'm definitely, I'm in the camp of one best friend, one person that, that helps you get through the goods and you know, the highs and the lows. And there's other people who are really good friends and you have like, you know, friends and stuff. But I think there's only, there's, there's a tier. There's a, there's like a pyramid scheme. Uh, a friendship. Yeah, because when you hear like great news, who do you tell first? Exactly. Who's the first person you call when you, you know, when when you find out you're having a baby? Who's the first person you're going to call? Your husband. Best friend. Well, <laughs> but you know, like I, I, that's what Ruben, I. Who's the first person you're going to call when you find out you're having a baby? Uh, well. I think the first person I'm going to call when I find out I'm having a baby is a lawyer. It <laughs> <laughs> wasn't a doctor. Me. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> a doctor. How is this possible? <laughs> that makes more sense. <laughs> Be like Dwight. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, so final answer. Can you have more than one best friend? Uh, I, I, I'm more or less leaning on no then. I'd say a no. Number one. You just earned you're uh me downloading the rest of your guys' catalog so <laughs> um, got two songs instead of just the one yeah well you have quite a few songs on the uh on apple music uh you guys have a an acdc cover and a couple others don't you 
Oh no, that 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 shoot the thrill one. That's actually one of our own. Oh, did not know. That. Actually, yeah, do your research, Ruben. <laughs> it's nowhere in my research. Yeah, a lot of people get that one mixed up for some reason. A lot of our songs are titled the same as other bands' songs, so it, it's a very common misconception, really. So it's more or less on our end, right? <laughs> hey, man, whatever works, man, whatever works. Um, what we're going to do right now here in just a second after uh, Ted plugs his social media is we are going to sign off and we are going to do an overtime segment. Uh, this segment is for our premium subscribers. So make sure you head over to dollarinthejar.com and sign up for one of our top tiers to get this extra bonus ad-free content. Uh, so in the meantime, Ted, tell everybody where they can find you on social media, uh, where they can download your music and all that fun stuff. Uh, pretty much for, uh, I'll, I'll give the band first. The band is Electric Hound Band on Instagram, and you can usually look up Insta on, I put a word again. You can look up Electric Hound on uh, Google, electrichoundband.com. That's our official site, and through there, you'll be able to find the landing page and be able to link to everything. But for my personal one, uh, it's usually just Ted Sandejas across everything as well. You'll be able to find me and hunt me down, but hopefully not actually hunt me down. <laughs> <laughs> Go and download the new single out right now. <laughs> called dance of the dogs uh super excited for that song man I, I really love it dude if i worked out man i would listen to that song on the treadmill every day oh i added it to my <laughs> running playlist immediately <laughs> that's that's funny because like th that song's like on so many workout playlists i don't even know why it just jumped to workouts right away it's not even like hard rock or anything else like that it just jumped straight to like hey it's a workout playlist so huh is it i wonder what's the uh bpm do you know I think it's a one six no one fifty three. That might be why there are some. I've found some of my music on like running playlists or workout playlists and stuff, and it has mm -hmm. to do with like the beat of it. I think. Huh, yeah, probably just to keep your heart heart rate up. Yeah, yeah. I like certain tempoed songs because I can just like when I'm running, I don't like to. I don't. I don't like to run. So when I'm running, <laughs> I like songs that have a certain beat that like falls with my footsteps so I can push myself to keep going at that at that speed. Yeah, so bah, bah, dah, 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 yeah. Dah, just basically to keep going. I, I think I do the same thing yeah. when I when I get a chance to run. Yeah. <laughs> the only time I run is when I hear the ice cream man coming. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we'll be back uh, with more of the podcast. Of course, head over to the dollarinthejar.com. Sign up for our top tier premium memberships uh, and uh, you'll get the overtime segment. Stand by. Wow, that was such an incredible conversation with Ted Sehendas. Ted Sehendas. You're the Mexican man. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, actually, I have to look at it. I actually have to look at it because it. it, it I think it's just Ted. Ted Sehendas. Ted Sehendas. Sehendas. Ted, please tell us if I'm saying your name wrong because I feel like I am. <laughs> uh, that was a great conversation, Moxie. Uh, I am super excited that people. Uh, hopefully, they get inspired by that and and realize that while we are hopefully in the final days of these lockdowns. Uh, that there's still time to be productive, still time for everybody mm -hmm. to uh, go out, make some music, write a book, um, or just start a new project. Um, 
it's really, really important, I think, for everybody to take that one step forward into, um, you know, making progress into a project. And a lot of times just starting is good enough. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. And, you know, I think the thing that I loved most about that conversation with Ted is that we have such a tendency, and this is totally different from what you're saying. I 100% agree. My my biggest takeaway from that conversation was it is just so cool to get to humanize creators, musicians, photographers, people who we really look up to, who, uh, you know, some of us aspire to be like Ted, and a, probably a lot of people who listen to Electric Hound's music, like, they probably really idolize him. And just getting to converse with Ted to talk about how difficult it is to talk to people. Like, you know, musicians are real people. And I think that that conversation we had with him was really wonderful. It was so good. It was so good. And I just hope that you really enjoy this episode as much as we did. Yeah, it's really awesome. Um, and I know that we have uh, been talking about uh, Clubhouse the last couple of weeks. Um, if you are on Clubhouse, uh, feel free to to look us up uh, on Clubhouse. Come join us. Come hang out with us. Uh, it's a great interactive app. Um, and I know Moxie has a couple invites uh, that she might be willing to part ways with. I'm being very selective with my invites. I do have a couple of invites left. So if you are looking to get on Clubhouse, just reach out to me. Message me on Instagram at Moxie and Music or on Facebook. And um, just, you know, Clubhouse is really fun. Ruben likes it more than I do because Ruben likes people more. <laughs> but I have been able to learn quite a bit and it's really cool. Um, Ruben, why are you selective with your invites? Uh, because I want I want to make sure it's not good enough for you. No, no, it's not that. I I just here's the here's the thing. I feel like there's people out there who will open an account and then never use it. I want to make sure it's going to somebody who's going to be active and using it and will be taking will be giving back to the community as much as they take out of it. Um, and I kind of regret giving you an invite because uh, so far you haven't. <laughs> I mean, I'm not on it like every single day like you are. But. I, I, well, I also feel like I have more time to be on it throughout the day because I'm literally just driving from store to store um, yeah. for my day-to-day -day job. Um, so, I'm, I mean, I'm on the phone all day for my job. Yeah, so, so you don't you don't really have I, – I literally there'll be times where I'm driving 40 minutes to the next store. So it's like, oh, I'll just jump on Clubhouse, you know, or listen to a podcast or something. So yeah. um, So – before we, we jump into the final minutes of this show, uh, I do want to give a shout out to our executive producer, honorary. Uh, his name is Richard Sanchez. Uh, thank you, Richard, so much for supporting the show. We really appreciate both your, your moral support and your monetary supports. Um, and so I need to do something real quick before <laughs> I just forgot that I had to do something. I just forgot. I just remembered. Let me, Richard, let me just tell you all the work that Ruben made me put into making our dollar in the jar.com website. It is now paid off because you signed up. So thank you so much. Seriously. Um, when we decided to make a Patreon esque account, when we decided to do something like this, um, I had a lot of doubt. I didn't think that anybody would like us so much that they would be willing to support us. I still truly don't believe that you like us that much, but thank you. 
I think I think he likes you enough that he was willing to to pay a couple of bucks to get his name you know shouted out at the end of the episodes, uh, as well as his name on the screen. So, uh, Richard, we we appreciate your help. Uh, I've known you for years, and, and you've always been supportive. So, I really, really, uh, really, really appreciate you putting that into a monetary uh, amount as well. Uh, if you would like your name to be part of the Executive Producer Club, uh, or even just support us in any other way possible, head over to Dollar in the Jar. Good one. Uh, and sign up for a membership. Uh, by the way, we do have a special right now. If you sign up for an annual membership of the ones that are available, you're going to save, I believe it's 40% or 20%. Whatever it is, you're basically getting two months free. That's awesome. It's really I mean, for them. It's for them, for yeah. For them. It's a great deal. Um, so head over to dollarinthejar.com. And, uh, and and join the fun. So I'm going to leave Richard's name up for the rest of the episode. Uh, we don't have too much longer left in it, but I'm going to leave it up because he is our executive producer honorary uh, of this week's episode. And of course, if you sign up, you will also be an executive producer uh, if you sign up for that that particular um, package. So are we? did we decide which quote we're going to do? You decide. <sighs> You're the executive producer, man. You go, you go, you go. <laughs> All right. So our one last thought for this week comes from JP Morgan. Ooh, I um, like JP Morgan. You, Yeah. <laughs> she has a lot of money. What? He said he has a lot of money. You, you like people who have a lot of money, don't you? I do. <laughs> so it comes from JP Morgan. Um, and the quote is the first step towards getting somewhere is to decide that you are not going to stay where you are. Mm. And that quote really resonated with me. I think I like it personally because I, it is hard for me to get somewhere new. It's hard to feel like you're making change. It's hard to get out of what you've already established. And, you know, I love like that first step mentality for me. I have trouble taking a first step to do anything and I've decided to just like make that my focus. I think I've told Ruben, I've told you before, like I don't make my mission to get to the gym and kick butt. I just make it to get to the gym. <laughs> like the first step for me for a long time was putting on a sports bra. Like that was what it took for me to commit. But like in order to get to the gym, I had to get over that hurdle and I had to get there. And so I love that first step mentality. And I love that, like make that change. Is it weird that for a long time, one of my goals was also to put on a sports bra? That is definitely weird. Is it weirder that I've actually accomplished that goal? We're going to need to talk about this off air. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of You're My Best Friend, a podcast about life, friendship, and tacos. Uh, before we go, we do have uh, some overtime that we are going to be jumping into. For those of you who are subscribers at Dollar in the Jar. Tom. Uh, we are going to be putting these out, by the way, uh, probably Wednesday or Thursday night um, after the podcast. So it's something for you guys to look forward to uh, once you are subscribed. Also, one thing that you should know is that if you do get, uh, I forgot what level it is. Maybe Moxie can bring it up. Um, there's, a, there's a level that will get you into a quarterly concert with Moxie Ann where she'll be performing uh, some of her original music, some covers, some fun stuff. Uh, so make sure to jump on that. You have to be a member for at least two months to get that um you do and we're also doing skype sessions with people on different levels so we will be 
setting up setting up a date for that very very soon for the month of February. So there's a lot of stuff that you guys I think you guys are really going to enjoy if you sign up over at dollarinthejar.com. Ooh, look at that. We did it right on time. <laughs> Thank you. I'm getting better at it. Uh, yeah, if you go sign up for the Best Friend Club, you will get access to that quarterly live stream. Um and I, I also want to ask you guys, uh, if you're over in our Life, Friendship, and Tacos Facebook group, um, I will be asking some of the people in that group what songs I should sing, what kind Ooh, of music I should do, what they want to hear. So that is double motivation. Not only should you go sign up for the Best Friend Club on dollarinthejar.com, it's 10 bucks a month, super easy. Go and join our Facebook group because you're going to get access to providing input on some very critical decisions for the next three months of my life. <laughs> <laughs> and it, just uh, just throwing this out there, uh, we do have the Best Friend Club annual membership. Uh, if you get the regular club, the regular membership, it's ten dollars a month, which ends up being about one hundred and twenty dollars a year. If you get the annual membership, it's a hundred dollars. You're saving twenty That's bucks. It. That's two months free. And you get so much more. You get so much more. And there's some stuff that we haven't even announced yet that you will get just for, for signing up that we're still working on. So yeah. Dollar in the jar. Dot com. Did you just choke? <laughs> oh no, I was coughing. I try to mute my mic when I'm coughing. Oh, I'm gotcha. still a little sick. Uh, also make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter and all that fun stuff. I'm at the Ruben J. And I'm at Moxie and music. The podcast is at best friend podcast on Instagram and the best friend show on facebook my name is ruben j and i'm moxie m and we are, are out of time are out of time i did it goodbye goodbye Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of You're My Best Friend. Be sure to subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting platform and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. The executive producer and editor of the show is, well, me, Ruben J. Social media strategy and guest relations is done by Moxie Ann. Music is brought to you by Benstown Branding. Be sure to follow You're My Best Friend on Instagram by going to at Best Friend Podcast. And on Facebook by going to facebook.com forward slash the best friend show. And you can support the show by putting a dollar in the jar.com. You're my best friend is a multimediamouth.com production in association with music and the influence LLC. Copyright 2021. Redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.